The following episode of The Walking Dead Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios. Matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates, Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no-obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook, and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now, we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. It's the Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a run for it. This is the Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. And welcome back to a Talking Points episode of The Walking Dead Podcast. I'm Scott, and joining me today is Mr. Gary. Hey, it's me. We're back. We're doing Gary. this. Yes, yes. I say that it that way here, unlike my normal intro, uh, because much of the time we do these quick episodes, we aren't teaming up, as was the case over the summer. And in the past, we do like a quick eight to ten minute episode. This is what this is, just because we both happen to see the, the uh, season... Uh, the season premiered on AMC premiered on Saturday, so we're all ready to go. The actual premiere hasn't aired at the time yet on AMC on TV as we record this. So 
we wanted to have for once have something up like right after the episode was over. Yeah. Like I think we've only maybe done that like once or twice. Yeah. Actually ended the, up yeah. We, <laughs> in the past we have been able at some points we've actually done the show like Sunday night after the, yeah. the show, but I don't get it edited until early Monday morning. Understandable. Like even if you literally did it right after the podcast, it wouldn't be up until Monday morning, you know? No. So yeah, yeah, so hopefully if all goes well, you'll be listening to this or it'll be available right after, within about 10 minutes after the season premiere is over at 10 o'clock on Sunday, October the 7th. So anyway, hmm. uh, as it is a Talking Boys episode, I shall dispense with the normal boilerplate and jump right into this sans transition music. Whoa! Whoa. What? <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, the day has arrived, and The Walking Dead is officially back for season nine. I must admit, I haven't been waiting breathless of anticipation as I have in the past, but certainly. I think we're both on record at this point as being, like, not particularly excited (laughs) for this (laughs) premiere. Um, Some of the choices they made not necessarily lost us, but weren't really throwing us all the time anymore. It was a little more hit or miss. True, true. Mainly miss. Yes, (laughs) especially, you know, some of the last season. Um, yes. even though we love Negan, you know, whatever, that's neither here nor there. But I think we weren't really excited for this premiere because we didn't really see where they could go from here. And we didn't want more of just the same diminishing returns over and over again. Yeah. Well, but, you know, anyway, uh, you know, that's, that's all true. All of it's true. Um, but I, I am happy to say after watching this episode, I am today, at this moment, Gary, as we record this, of course, mm-hmm. it could change uh, by next week, <laughs> um, I am cautiously optimistic. I have to say, I uh, I really like the dynamic they established between the, uh, as, as far as the politics, basically, between the communities. Yeah. Um, in particular, like, um, their, the attitudes towards the saviors. In the source material in the comic, and I, to be admittedly, I've only read the first six issues that are with this in this new beginning segment. Oh, okay. Um, that's the first six issues after All Out War is over. Now, they were written in um, 2013. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a little um, behind on the comics. I believe All Out War ended in 2013 in the comics, so this is the stuff they wrote five years ago. But I only read through like the. Well, maybe maybe I read a little bit further than that. I don't remember, but um, I read that the first certainly the the beginning of the source material is a little bit different than the beginning of this, and there, we know there's new characters that are going to be on that weren't introduced in this episode that were introduced almost immediately at the beginning of that particular uh, story segment in the comics. That's not really that important, but. Um, one of the things that was missing, and I must have read like the first 12 issues now that I think about it. But what occurs to me is that in the source material, they mentioned the saviors. Yeah. They mentioned Dwight um, as the leader of the saviors. But they're not really, it doesn't appear that they're included in their little, I don't want to call it a confederation, but their community, their network of communities. They trade with them and all that, but they don't, they're not really a part of their whole thing. Mm. 
Whereas in this one, and, and I didn't get it right away until Daryl and, and Rick were talking. Yeah. But Daryl, apparently they put Daryl in charge as the Imperial overseer <laughs> of the sanctuary after the, after the war was over, sort of the head of the occupation forces. And uh, that's not, obviously Daryl's not in the comic book, so that wouldn't be, but that's not the dynamic in the, in the book is that, they don't mention that they set up any kind of occupation force. That this is white that runs it. Yeah. And they trade with them, but they don't really, they're not really a part of their whole going on. Like the kingdom. Well, the kingdom wasn't destroyed in the comic, like it was in the TV show. So it's basically, True. you've got Hilltop kingdom and Alexandria and they exist at three vibrant communities. They interact with each other. They travel between each other. It's destinations. Yeah, um, to destinations right and of course in the another thing is in the as a result of his fight with Negan Rick's leg is fucked up he has to walk oh, yeah. with a cane that's right in the comic man of course he's also only got one hand in the comic because the governor cut off one of them but this isn't the way Rick is in the on the TV show so that's good I guess yeah, it presents a little amazing. bit of an interesting dramatic dynamic otherwise I'm sorry go ahead I interrupted you no, you're fine. I was just saying, yeah, it is different, but I mean, I like it. I'm I'm fine with it too. I think it's great. Uh, I just, it's a little bit of a different dynamic because Rick is more like a political leader administrator than sort of a, a head general, kind yeah. of like he is. He is like I said, he has to walk around with a cane. He does travel around, but they've got and, and what I did like is they really, they adapted it well. They they talked about it. They basically set up a network of safe routes between mm. the communities that that I think they they talk about that. Now there's no trip to Washington in the beginning of the source material, but again, uh that's neither here nor there. I to make a long story short, <laughs> since we're doing a short thing, I, I like that they adapt the important parts. Yeah. The dynamic, the interaction mm -hmm. between the three communities. Um particularly the stuff with Gregory and and yes. Maggie. That's Definitely. in there. That's in there, although I will say it ended much differently. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it ended much differently because she just throws his ass in jail. <laughs> she just throws his ass in prison in the in the book. But yeah. she didn't throw his ass in in jail. No. Yeah. She's not pussyfooting around it. She's Yeah. I was kind of I was kind of surprised by that. Me too. That was but, one of the more shocking points for me in this one. But by but, the same time at the same time I it didn't bother me because he really, I mean, and it comes off much different because you're watching it in real life. You're watching an actual person do it rather True. than a, a drawing. But watching Xander Berkeley conspire and do all that with that. And that happens in the book. I think it's, I don't think it's a result of a death. It's a result of, um, it has to do with Sophia. Yeah. And then the parents of one of the boys are like, do that whole thing that happens in the show. But in the show, it's because their son died. Mm. But in the book, it's because their son got his ass kicked by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's screwed mm. up. So I forgot about that. Gregory takes advantage of that and sets up a plot, but she just throws his ass in jail like they did with Negan. But I think it worked out very well in the show. So... Yeah, like, and with all the stuff she's been through, mm -hmm. 
you know, you could see where someone could be driven to that point. Like, I'm not playing around anymore. Now I'm a leader. You know, I'm taking control. I'm not just... Well, basically, things. he tried... He conspired to have her killed. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the one, the guy that went after her hits her. Remember, he knocks the stroll over and the baby goes rolling. And then when yeah. he comes over, he knocks her out. So I'm like, you know, and all of that was Gregory put him up to that. So and he seems to be like that guy particularly seems to be a pawn. You know, he just kind oh, of yeah, like control him and stuff. And yeah. Gregory manipulated him. The thing that really made me turn on him from just being like he's kind of a weaselly guy, but now he's just legit bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> that moment with Maggie when <laughs> he literally just says, like, I, I don't care i'm still here i don't take any of it back i don't have any remorse you know like he was just like i don't care i'm still here i'm gonna keep doing what i want to do yeah and and that's very that's a very good adaptation of how he acts in the source material too yeah true Uh, true yeah and and it's just again the only thing that's really different from that is how he ends up Plus, Xander Berkeley just acts the heck out of it. Like, oh, yeah. You always, no, always love that guy, but Oh, dang. yeah, he's great. He's great. He, he's very good at placing, like, playing like the sleazy politician. Yeah, for sure. So I just I, – and I, I like those particular points of the adaptation. I thought were really well done, and they captured all the important stuff. And, I, you know, I'm I've long past the point where, you know, I'm like I'm perfectly fine with it not being exactly like the book. I mean, yeah. season three was – they took some important stuff, but it was really so different in many ways from the source material. It kind of was a little disappointing. Yeah. But I mean, it was, but like at that point they started really separating from what the book was. Right. Well, that's just had to kind of deal with it. (laughs) That was before Gimple took over. When Gimple took over, he kept it much more closely to the, the source story, but did change a lot. And that's a, one of the things I I really like about uh, Fear the Walking Dead is it is not based on anything. It's original material for the show. So there's no, it really works. I think those characters work much better. Yeah. As they're not, as they're being fully developed in the writing for the show. And I think that might be one of the problems with The Walking Dead. These characters are based, they're fully fleshed out from the material in the show. And when they change them, it's sort of, messes it up a little bit or yeah. they're not developing them a way that you, you know, you want them to, I don't know. Hard to say could be any number of things, but um, the thing I really liked the most about it though, was um, how Daryl voices those concerns and the, the sort of the animosity that's towards the saviors. You know, when they see that somebody wrote scrolls on the wall, Negan save us. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Daryl was definitely even more critical of the saviors and just hated them from the beginning. Yeah. Well, they make that guy. Yeah. But then to make that guy have to run them. Yeah, I know. That's, I love it. I can't be in here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There. And I can't blame him. (laughs) You're right. And then, um, and then how Maggie feels about it. I like the fact that they established, she's like, you know what? I've been the good person here. I'm not doing it anymore. They want my help. They're going to have to do the work of building this bridge. Yeah. The thing I found most annoying, of course, was Rick. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't blame me there. 
Yeah, we can get into that more in our in our regular the full episode. But basically, I I was cautiously optimistic. I liked the dynamic. I thought I thought the uh, it really has been in need of sort of a dramatic overhaul. And I'm by dramatic, I mean in the drama of it. <laughs> yeah, true. Not like a big. No, overall. I get you. Yeah, and I lo- I I do really appreciate the character development and the time they took to really go over the the political dynamic between this new community. I thought it was great. That was my biggest takeaway: was that we didn't know where The Walking Dead was going to go from here, right. and we were worried that it would just be more of the same or a twist we didn't like. But they ended up kind of focusing, sorry, um, they ended up kind of focusing on what we really wanted them to. Yeah. Which is now they've found kind of a safe place. They're not just going to have to be attacked and moved again. Yeah. Where do they go from here? You know, they have all these other groups they work with. um, Yeah. Parts of their own group have split off and made other groups or, you know, joined other groups. So they're in a really unique position now to kind of start over and yeah. have what they want. And I, I think they're, they may accomplish here what they were trying to do before in that the conflict or what they kind of did before and then fell off of it is yeah. that the conflict between the people has always been what's the focus point of the show is. And they never really accomplished that well with the dynamic between the saviors and everybody else because they were just bad people and Negan was bad and there really wasn't. I feel like they made it out to be, um, yes, kind of person versus person in a way, mm-hmm. but like a big bad person. Yeah. And his group of thugs that are obviously just bad people, you know, or yeah. people like the governor that was a bad guy and right. twisted people. It, yeah. It's never been a group of people that all kind of mean well or at least want to just have peace. Right. But the struggle between them with that and the yeah. fact that drives some of them to even die because of the zombie shit going on too. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, that's our talking points mini sode, so to speak. <laughs> we're going to be, uh, we're going to be back a little later this week for our full recap episode. Indeed. In time, uh, remember to leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at TWD podcast or by posting a comment on our Facebook page. And you can give us a call at 561-501-1483 on our voicemail line. So Please call. I'm very lonely. Yes. <laughs> I've been locked up in here. I have nothing to do. But now I at least have the, the premiere. You know, at least that's something. Well, streaming apps. Get you <laughs> some streaming apps while you're yes. in there. It's my best friend in the voicemail line phone booth, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you for our next episode. Take care.